Hello again, and welcome to Construction Marketing with Purpose. My name is Monica Pitts, and today we are going to talk about marketing to hire. We're going to talk about online marketing strategies for recruitment. Now, one of my husband's best friends is a really cool single guy. Like, he's really awesome. I have no idea how he's still single. And so he asked me to help him sign up for um, Match.com. <laughs> I'm like, I don't really know what I'm doing here, but I, I'm a marketer, so hopefully I can make you seem cool enough that people want to date you. I mean, he is cool. Did I just, I said that the wrong way. I really did. But anyway, so going through this experience with him of the online dating got me really thinking about it, that recruiting online to hire people really isn't that different from online dating. Because when you think about it, you screen your candidates before you meet them and you have multiple options to choose from. And you probably have several encounters with an individual before you actually make a commitment to date them. I mean, hire them, right? So now when dating or hiring, most of us tend to err on the side, side of caution. And if we don't, then, I mean, maybe we should. And maybe some people are too cautious and that's why they're still on match.com. I don't know. I'm not judging. Man, I hope he never listens to this episode. <laughs> so, but finding a good employee is really, really important. Because I don't know about you, but I know that most days I spend more time with my employees than I do with my spouse. And no one wants to hire someone because they're desperate. Nobody's just trying to fill a seat on the bus. You have to think about what's right for your business. Like I want to hire somebody who's qualified and shares my values and my work ethic. So my ideal candidate is somebody who's awesome at their current job and looking for something more fulfilling and lucrative. But how do you find those people, right? Okay, that is what we're going to talk about in this episode. Let's get to business. If you're a natural-born marketer, you're one lucky son of a gun. If you're like most people, marketing, especially online marketing, is about as appealing as standing in a police lineup. The May Create team of creatives has transformed websites and digital marketing from craptastic to fantastic since 2005. Our podcast, Marketing with Purpose, makes sense of marketing so you can make purposeful decisions instead of carrying on with the same old crap you've been doing. And now your host, Monica Pitts, founder of May Create, with another episode on how to make your marketing not suck. I have six, yes, six different strategies that you can use to market online and recruit new hires. So let's start with number one. My first strategy, and I mean, I don't know if I would really call this a strategy. Maybe I should call it advice. My first piece of advice is meet them where they are. Now back to the online dating scenario, right? So meeting your bride at the local bar is totally going by the way of eight track tapes because dating is totally moving online right now. 19% of brides found their spouse online in 2017, according to the not.com. And that was like 2017. Imagine what it is now, right? That was up 14% from 2015. And hiring is moving online even faster, like 79% of job seekers applied for jobs online this year, or at least utilize the internet as part of their search, according to shrm.org. 
So we have to meet them where they are, right? That's probably why you're listening to this episode. So you're already doing number one, pat yourself on the back. We're going to have to go online to meet these people. Okay, so we're going online. That's for certain. And now I need you to do number two, which is gear up for cyberstalking. Because you're going to cyberstalk your candidates. And don't act like you won't check out their social media profiles and make sure they're not lunatics. Because <laughs> if, I mean, if you're not, then you should be, really, right? I mean, how else are we going to get to know them? And if you don't like the term stalk, then just pretend like you're a detective. You can call it research. And if you are cyberstalking, believe me, you are not alone. According to CareerBuilder, 70% of employers reviewed a candidate's social profile in 2017. So it's pretty much a given that that's going to happen. Now, while you're Googling their name to make sure it doesn't bring up some crazy news story, that's a red flag, by the way, you need to also review the content that they're sharing and how they communicate online. Because newsflash, job candidates are judging you the exact same way. So by gear up, when I tell you to gear up, I don't just mean hit up Facebook for the dirt on all your potential hires. I also mean like you need to get ready because if you're cyber stalking them, I mean, the tables are turning. They are absolutely stalking you too. So you need to be ready, like game face on, boots polished, ready to go, best face forward to show them how incredibly awesome your company is. So they want to come work for you. Which leads me to number three. You're going to shout your message loud and clear. So if all an applicant ever sees for your company is a job listing, is it going to make them want to work for you? I mean, you need to woo your candidates through your listings the same way that you would in person. So tell them a story, sell them on your values and team, make them want to work for you and not just because of great pay and benefits. And the same goes for your website. You won't win them over with a sales pitch or a service brochure. That's not how you get business. So don't be a stranger. Allow these potential hires to know you before going on the first date. You're going to tell your story, especially via social media. Now, after your website's in good shape, definitely take a look at that social media because we need to make sure to link to your accounts from your website and your job listings if you can, and then show those cyber stalkers what you really care about. Like, make the type of company that you are loud and clear. Share things like employee highlights and intercompany news, like the interests and issues that you support, and highlight your community involvement. Like, show them that your company has a human element that they want to be part of. They, they need to feel like they want to be part of your family. So after you meet them where they are and you gear up for cyber stalking and you shout your message loud and clear, you're going to beef up your website's hiring section. Because when someone searches for your company, the first thing that they're typically going to see is your website. And that's good. It gives you control over their first impression of you in a way that a lot of other online entities can't. So let's make it a good one, right? So provide them with a clear route to your hiring section. Don't hide it someplace and provide clear expectations for your potential employees. Share current employee testimonials. Discuss how you help your employees succeed. Tell them about benefits and advancement opportunities. And for heaven's sakes, like put actual photos of real people who work for your company on your website. Like everyone can tell when your logo is superimposed on a hard hat, my friends. Don't do it. Get real photos. 
Now, as you're planning out that hiring section, I want you to dedicate a page to each type of person that you're hiring. Because when you create those dedicated pages, it allows you to address the different segments of job seekers appropriately. You can appeal to their respective needs and, and desires. So for example, if you're recruiting for craft professionals, you'd have a page dedicated to talking to those individuals about what they care about. And if you're also hiring interns, and you'd have a second page speaking directly to them because interns and craft professionals care about different things, right? So speaking to them separately in a tone that's most appealing to them, talking about their individual concerns, that's the way that you're going to show them that you know them and that they're going to want to come work for you. Okay, so number five. We're going to make it easy to apply online. Like this is so incredibly important that I'm going to say it again, just in case you just missed it. Ah, make it easy to apply online. And this is not just for your applicants, my friends. If you are streamlining the application for HR, you're doing it right. And if you're not, you are failing. Like by apply online, I don't mean allowing people to download a PDF application to print and fill it out. That ship has totally sailed. I mean, how are they getting it back to you at this point in this day and age? Like, are they mailing it back to you? Are they driving out to the job site? Are they driving to your headquarters? Like, what is happening there? That's this, this is not making sense. So in taking handwritten applications and forcing HR to type them into their HR system is not an online system. It's really not. It's a hot mess sucking up man hours and costing you money. Your online application needs to be something applicants can, yeah, you guessed it, like actually fill out and submit online. And then it needs to go over to your HR department in a format that they can easily read it and intake it so that they can utilize it in their process. Like all of these things have to come together, right? You can do it on your website. You can do it through a third-party program. However you do it, it needs to streamline the process for both HR and for your job applicants, not just one or the other. Now, part of making it easy to apply online is optimizing your application for a mobile device. If your application is difficult to use on a phone, you are limiting your access to potential candidates. Like only 27% of adults age 30 to 49 live in a home with a desktop or laptop computer. Isn't that crazy? But 88% of them have smartphones. So you are definitely limiting your field if you're not allowing people to apply from their phone. I want you to open up your application form on your phone. Do it on your phone. I mean, don't do it right now because like that's, that's not what I want you to do. I want you to do it when we get done with this episode. Okay. But anyway, so I want you to open it up on your phone and I want you to try filling it out. And if you're ticked off or if you're irritated while you're doing it, if it's not easy for you to do, then it's not easy. And it's not done yet. And you need to go back and you need to keep working on it. Okay, so that's number five. Make it easy to apply online. Now, number six is you're going to post your job openings in multiple places. Like this should be a no-brainer. After all, what's more effective, like one flyer or a dozen flyers passed out, right? And also, please do not use flyers. And actually, now that I just said that, I should probably retract it because if you want a bunch of entry-level employees and you're going to the tech school up the road to get them, a flyer might actually be pretty great, especially if you could get them to 
put it in the bathroom, like above the urinal or something, you know? Captive audience. They can't go anywhere until they're done. Ugh. Anyway, so you need to post your job openings on your website. Absolutely. But don't stop there. Meet your candidates where they are, right? That was our first thing. And we're going to meet them on job boards because they don't know your company yet. But they do know Glassdoor and Indeed and LinkedIn and ZipRecruiter. They know those websites, right? And Google may recognize you for the things that you do, but odds are good that it doesn't think you're a website that's dedicated to listing jobs because you're not. And so when people search for paving jobs, for example, or construction jobs, they're not going to be directed to your website. They're going to be directed to one of the national players listing jobs online. Plus, Google gives priority to job boards and displays those listings on top of all the other search results. Now, if you're not sure where to post your jobs, I want you to start by searching for the job that you're trying to fill. Just search for it in Google. And then the websites that are listed for the job on the first page of Google are likely the ones that you should start with. So I searched for paving crew jobs, asphalt milling machine operator, asphalt plant manager, and a few other more paving specific jobs. And the websites on the first page of results were Glassdoor, Simply Hired, ZipRecruiter, and Indeed, like in that order. So the results might be different for your area or job title. You're just going to have to, you know, search, search, and ye shall find. But if I were going to list one of those paving jobs, I would absolutely make sure it was on one of those four websites. Let me list them again for you. Glassdoor, Simply Hired, ZipRecruiter, and Indeed. That's what I found. Do your homework, though, because it could be different in every area, right? All right, so, hey, wait, I just said do your homework, so let's do more homework. Woohoo! everybody loves homework, not really. But anyway, so you're going to do your homework to make each job listing count. Now, the algorithm for the job boards works a lot like a search engine. So make sure the name of your job and the description are detailed. So use the types of words that people would use to search for the job, not a company-specific title or lingo. So you need to provide an accurate job title and description, if you've ever signed your kids up for sports, you understand how frustrating it is to be led to a page where you have to translate company-specific lingo. Like, you have no choice but to read all of the class descriptions to know which one is right for your kid. Like, people do not search for polywog swim lessons, okay? They don't. They search for beginning swim lessons for four-year-olds. <laughs> that is the same way that they search for jobs. So don't List your job title as Polywog because nobody knows what that is except for you. Now, if you're not sure what to call the position, once again, you want to head on over to Google and then go to those job board websites to investigate it and then put the name of the position that most people are calling it and include the name in the description of the job. On all of your job listings, you want to make sure that you list required skills. So you share the skills that are required of the qualified applicant. Now, skills are one of the ways that job boards match and they promote listings to applicants. And additionally, some people, especially those seeking a new career path, may search for jobs just based on skills and not based on job titles at all because they're completely open to the job that they take. I also want you to share expected pay range. Now, when you're listing your jobs, like remember that HR is a sales process. You're recruiting people to come and work for your company. 
I'm going to say it again. Yeah, because HR is now a sales process. It's not like you've just got people coming to you and you're just scooping them up and putting them in positions, right? You're actually having to sell your company to recruit people to come in the same way that you sell your services. So when you're really kind of like wondering, what can I do to hire more people? It's the same answer as what can I do to get more work? to sell more services. It's the same answer. So I feel like because HR is a sales process that's recruiting people to come and work for your company, you need to give your candidates what they need to make a buying decision because you wouldn't buy a car without knowing how much it costs unless people will apply for a job not knowing how much they'll make. Even if your competition doesn't share pay details, you can do it anyway. And sharing this information can set you apart from others in your industry, and it begins establishing trust and transparency, which are mega important, especially when you're hiring millennials. So remember at the beginning where I said I was gonna share six, six strategies for you? Those, those six are meet people where they are, gear up for cyber stalking, shout your message loud and clear, beef up your website's hiring section, make it easy to apply online, and post job openings in multiple places. Well, <laughs> I just thought of a seventh. So you're getting a bonus. How exciting is that? So number seven is budget to place ads. Now, job boards emulate search engines in more ways than one. So if you want lots of exposure, you may very well have to pay for it. So if you have frequent vacancies and positions that you need to fill often, your goal is always to keep a slow trickle of applications coming in the door. So you should probably keep those jobs posted year round on your website and on job boards. So I want you to experiment with this. Like in my experience, if I post to a job board and then leave it for a long period of time without interacting with it, eventually the number of applicants kind of dwindles basically to nothing. And if this happens to you, then I would just try reposting and updating the listing or consider putting a small amount of money behind promoting the post to save it from becoming obsolete and just keep those applications trickling in. And then if you have a fast turnaround or if you have a more advanced job that you're trying to recruit for, then, you know, to fill that position quickly, I mean, who came up with the concept of giving two weeks notice anyway? Was it like during the Great Depression? Like how? Ah, ugh. Every time that somebody gives me two weeks notice, I'm like, really? Really? I mean, how am I supposed to fill this position and have somebody ready to go and doing your work in two weeks? What do you think? I've just got like a line out the door of people with your exact same skill set just like waiting to walk in and take the job? I mean, get real, people. Gosh, if they wanted to leave, they could. Okay, I'm done. I'm done complaining about it. Can you tell that I may have just had somebody quit with two weeks notice? Am I jaded? Maybe a little bit. <laughs> okay, so anyway, either way, if you have a position that you need to fill quickly, or if you need to find applicants with specialty or advanced training, I think that you're probably going to have to put some money behind your job postings. I know that I always do. Like, unless you know some secret that I don't, and by heavens, if you do, I'd really love to know it. You're going to have to take advantage of that job board search algorithms, capitalistic favoritism to paying advertisers, because if you pay for it, they will show your job to more people and you will get more applications. Otherwise, you're just kind of like floating out there in cyberspace, which stinks. All right. 
So those are the seven. You want me to repeat them for you? Okay, I'll repeat them for you, especially since you got a bonus one, right? So the first one is you need to meet people where they are, right? You're going to go out online because that's where they are. Second, you're going to gear up for cyberstalking, both cyberstalking your candidates and getting ready for people to cyberstalk your business. You're going to shout your message loud and clear. You're going to show people the values of your company, put actual pictures of people that work for you on your website, and you're going to share your story via social media, all the good work that you do. You're going to beef up your website's hiring section. You could dedicate a page to each type of person that you hire, and you're going to make it easy to apply online. That's number five. Make sure that you optimize everything for mobile. That's super, super important. And make sure that people can actually apply online. Number six is you have to post those job openings in multiple places. Remember, you're going to Google for the position and you're going to figure out what job boards to put it on. And then you're going to make sure that you use a normal title for that job. Don't just make one up. No polywogs for you, right? And then... You're going to budget number seven. That was our bonus. We're going to budget to place ads because if you have frequent vacancies and you have job postings up for a long time, they'll just kind of dwindle and they won't get shown anymore. And also if you want stuff to go out and actually be found and you need a lot of applicants right away, then you're going to have to pay for it. So there you go, man. Okay. So you're going to approach online hiring like online dating because the goal is to find the best way to connect with the most qualified people, right? So take another look at your message, share a narrative that resonates with candidates and tells a story of your company, make that application process easy, post your message, not just on your website, but on social media and job boards. Consider paying to promote your jobs to ensure they're getting in front of the most qualified applicants. All right, you guys are totally ready to go date online. I mean, recruit people online. Yeah, that's what I mean. (laughs) Okay, thank you so much for joining me today. I appreciate your time. And until next episode, go forth and market with purpose. Thanks again for listening to Marketing with Purpose. Head over to maycreate.com, M-A-Y-E-C-R-E-A-T-E.com. Yeah, you heard me right, M-A-Y-E, create.com. For podcast notes and more resources to grow your business. Don't let your marketing suck. Get your pride on. Market with Purpose. Purpose.